you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. We got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey working out in Texas. It's phase one of the offseason program, and they're getting in their work away from Kansas City. Where they're going to have a draft coming up in eight days. They're getting in work in Cincinnati as well. 26 teams. It's Trey Hendrickson with the Bengals. Have their guys in the building today as we get ready for a new season as we sit here, as mentioned, eight days away from the 2023 annual selection meeting. And with that, we welcome you to NFL Now on NFL Network, presented to you by IKEA. From our newsroom in Los Angeles, my name is Andrew Siciliano. Coming up a little bit later. A guy who might hear his name called night number one, one of the better defensive linemen in this NFL draft, Kalijah Kansi from Pitt, is going to join us. We open the show with news of the third overall pick in 2021. That would be Trey Lance, whose career in San Francisco has not really gotten off on the foot anyone thought it would because he's thrown only 102 passes he's been injured Jimmy Garoppolo played well Brock Purdy played well and he started only four games Ian Rappaport tells us operators are standing by potentially and that teams have called the 49ers Ian is here Mike Garofolo is here gentlemen hello about Trey Lance Kyle Shanahan in back of the annual meeting said they would listen to anything about anyone joking that if someone wanted to trade for him or John Lynch, they would listen. So are they listening on Trey Lance calls? Here's my understanding of where it all stands with Trey Lance. Several teams have inquired over the last several days, last several weeks with the 49ers about potentially trading for the former number three overall pick, Trey Lance. And, you know, this really should not be that much of a surprise. Teams could read the landscape. It is very clear that Brock Purdy is expected to be the 49ers starter of the future. Don't take my word for it. Take the word of basically every 49ers executive and coach who has spoken. They also signed Sam Darnold in the offseason, leaving the number three selection. They traded all of those picks to go up and get as a potential third quarterback option. That just does not really seem to work. So teams are inquiring, teams are calling, the 49ers have fielded the calls, but not made the calls. I would also not expect the deal to be imminent, if for no other reason, Mike, then the 49ers do not know for 100,000% sure that Brock Purdy is going to be healthy to start the season. If he is not, perhaps they hang on to Trey Lance, but at least given a young, talented quarterback like this, there is interest. Brock Purdy himself, not a million percent sure that he's even going to play this upcoming season. He talked to CBS Sports recently and said, has no idea if he'll be able to play this upcoming season. So the long and short of this is for Trey Lance, there's still potentially an opportunity for him right here, even if he's not the quarterback of the future, to at least go out and play on a team with a really good roster, with a really good offense around him, and show any team in the preseason, likely when he's going up against 
Sam Darnold in a likely competition, that he's got the capabilities to be an NFL quarterback if he's still on the 49ers roster at that point. So I, I agree with you on that in that regard, Ian. And mention the Trey Lance that, you know, despite the fact that teams are calling and despite the fact that the 49ers have pointed toward Brock Pur Purdy as the guy for the future, there is a big-time opportunity in front of you, and I think I'd much rather be playing with the 49ers offensive roster around me than potentially a team that could acquire you. Sure. It is going to be fascinating. Let's say Brock Purdy isn't ready for training camp, which, which seems now uh, a likelihood, right? And then you have Trey Lance and Sam Darnold battling it out, in essence, for the starting quarterback job, assuming Trey Lance is still there. Like, What if Sam Darnold beats out Trey Lance? Then what? There's some who say he might beat out Trey Lance. Then what? You have an right. asset now. Do you listen? But then you have Brock Purdy's rehab, which still is very much up in the air. All right, today is significant yep. for a couple of reasons. It's eight days away, but today is also the last day that you can go visit and go on an official visit with a team. So, C.J. Stroud to the Falcons, who are sitting there at eight, Mike, is an interesting one. Yeah. He is visiting today, C.J. Stroud, with the Atlanta Falcons, who are doing their homework on all the top quarterbacks. It does not mean that they are going to take one. They did their homework on the quarterbacks last year. Uh, did not take Kenny Pickett in the first round. Instead, went with Drake London. So it's not a certainty that they take a quarterback here. But the notion of C.J. Stroud still being available with the eighth pick seemed kind of preposterous as far as or as recently as maybe a week ago or so. Now, the thought that the Texans might pass on Stroud at two, and then where does he fall beyond that? And do the Falcons get tempted, whether it's at eight or even a short slide up to take him? We shall see, depending on how his visit goes and their entire evaluation of him, but they are certainly doing their homework on all these quarterbacks at the top of the draft, including Stroud today. It is smart, as you said, to do your due diligence here. And we've also heard GMs and coaches say that we use these meetings, this is years later, to get to know a prospect that we knew we weren't going to take, but we store that file away for two or three years later if that guy ever comes available mm -hmm. and maybe we get a second shot at him. All right, Mike, thank you. Ian, stay right there. I want to talk about Jalen Carter. He, Drew Rosenhouse, obviously said he's only taking visits for teams in the top ten. Remember, Jalen Carter entered a no-contest plea last month to misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. Twelve months probation, a $1,000 fine, 80 hours of community service. He was asked about that yesterday in an interview on HBO's Real Sports. Have any of these teams that have talked to you, have any of the coaches, have any of the executives asked you about what happened on January 15th? Uh, yes, uh, a couple of teams asked me about it, but they really didn't get too in-depth about the accident. They just wanted to hear my side, and that was it. Do you think that what happened back in January is going to matter to NFL teams come draft day? Uh, yeah, I feel like it's going to matter a little bit because, you know, NFL teams look deep into your life. Uh, it could have been something I did back in Elementary, you know, I'm pretty sure they know. So, uh, you know, this coming out at the time it did come out, I'm pretty sure it's going to affect a little bit. All right, for those who don't remember, a Georgia teammate lost his life. A Georgia staffer lost her life. Jalen Carter was in a different car. Mark Rostow, part of the conversation. But there's some question as to how truthful he was about his initial involvement that night. All of that said, Mark, watching Jalen Carter last night, from your experience in NFL front offices, is this a decision that goes up to ownership here? Is this one of those ones where, hey, I want the owner to sign off before I hand in that card? 
Without a doubt, Andrew, if you're taking this guy in the top 10 and he's projected to be everyone, all the key decision makers in your organization need to feel comfortable with this player. Anytime we had someone with some question marks, we always made sure that, okay, your area scouts throughout the year have gotten all the background information, talk to everybody at that school about this young man. And then you go through the whole postseason process of all-star games or combine where you have your other scouts, your coaching staff, interview and talk to the young man and then also bring him into your facility uh, once again to make sure that yes you have to meet the owner you have to meet the gm you have to meet the head coach and everyone really sits down and talks about when you have your draft meetings all right we know all the issues do we feel comfortable with it and there's times you want to feel comfortable you want that young man to present himself and say you know what i made mistakes but i learned from them and i'm going to be a great teammate for whatever team he gets drafted by so yes he said it. He's he's cognizant of it and been coached well. It definitely is going to matter. Every team digs deep. No, that's exactly right. And I would say this. The one thing we know for sure is that Jalen Carter, just football talent-wise, could potentially be at the top of the draft. Obviously, a quarterback is going one, but just talent-wise, he is expected to be at the top of boards. But these decisions, which Mark Ross was so expertly detailing, are being made this week and early next week. And they're not being made by coaches and general managers. They are being made in consultation with owners. And there are several teams in the top 10 who love Jalen Carter talent-wise and do not know the answer right now whether or not they would take him. They don't know organizationally is this someone they want in their building. They will put all the information together, including the uh, information they got from their visits. And, of course, he is visiting the Atlanta Falcons today, one team that will consider him put all that together and come with an organizational decision on his future. And it's a friendly reminder to the people at home as well. And, Mark, you certainly know this, that these decisions in many ways are HR decisions. Like, we know this guy can play football. We know the tape is really good. I'm talking not just Jalen Carter, anyone. It's, do I want this person in our building every day? Do, do we think he plays well with others? Do we think he's a good employee and a good person? It, it does go that deep. It's not just, can he play football that well? And for a lot of teams, for all the teams here, as you set your board, these are conversations that you're, had, that you're having about so many players. All right, thank you, Ian. Let's get to Hendon Hooker here. He's visiting the Giants. This is interesting. The Giants, who just re-signed Daniel Jones after he... Um, played so well and took him to the playoffs last year, are picking 25th overall and 57 if you want to look ahead to the second round. Why would they talk to Hendon Hooker? He's the third quarterback on Bucky Brooks' big board now. His top five quarterbacks, version 3.0. The hay is in the barn here for Bucky and his quarterback rankings. Judy Batista joins the conversation. Mark, you've been to the Giants. You kind of sort of know what the organization thinks. They just re-signed Daniel Jones. But we've seen something similar down the road to the Eagles, and look how it worked out with Jalen Hurts. Would this be real here? I'm not seeing how this is real. Remember, Jalen Hurts was a second-round draft pick, where Hendon Hooker is scheduled to go there with the first round. He's not going going to be there at 57. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they can't invest the first-round pick in Hendon Hooker after what they've done with Daniel Jones. And there's absolutely no way he's making it to 57. When you bring players in, you have visits for various reasons. You, you want to check out the character issues we talked about with Jalen Carter, medical issues, which Hendon Hooker does have. 
but also throw a little smoke screen in the mix there to create a little buzz and a, what are the Giants doing there? Hendon Hooker. So just as we're talking about this, there may be a little a little talk in other draft rooms about, man, what are the Giants doing trying to drum up some interest for Hendon Hooker or as mentioned before with other players for the future. Get to get to know him and see if he becomes a free agent later on. Then you've done all this homework on Hendon Hooker. But right now, realistically for the Giants, I could not see any possible way that they either take him there, he's not making it to 57, and they're not going to trade up, let's say, in the bottom of the first round to go get Hendon Hooker, Judy. Yeah, this strikes me as doing your due diligence on the very, very remote chance that he drops all the way into your lap, and then they would have a decision to make. They're, they're not taking him in the first round after they just did the Daniel Jones contract. But remember, the Daniel Jones contract is structured so that theoretically they could get out of it after the 2024 season. I don't think that's their intention, and they certainly don't want to have to do that. But, you know, uh, Hooker is almost certainly not going to play this season. And so this is sort of uh, you're doing your due diligence for long term. Like, what will he be in the future? And I agree there may be a little bit of gamesmanship going on here. But uh, I, I would not make much of this unless we see Hooker really drop down uh, the board on the first day and then go into the second day. He certainly will not be the Giants first round draft pick, but it's an awful lot of fun to talk about this right now. All right, real quick, Mark, I only have 25 seconds here. You only get 30 of these visits. Have you in the past had someone in merely for show to throw other teams off? <laughs> Without a doubt, Andrew. Yeah, you try to, especially if you're really interested in a guy, you want to pay attention to who you don't bring in as opposed to who you do bring in sometimes. And, and that's the deal, I think, with, yes, you bring a guy in a little throw the smoke screen off, throw it off the scent of another guy that you're targeting. Here's the thing, a wild scenario with Hendon Hooker, with the injury situation, if the Giants are bringing him, maybe there's something tra you know, really bad with the knee that they know about in other teams. That's the only possible reason that he could go all the way to 57. There's something really bad there, and they wanted to have their doctors uh, check him out even more to say, okay, he is going to fall way to 57, and then we can get him there. Like dating, you see someone across the room. No, I'm not going to show that I'm interested. I'm going to pretend that I'm not interested. <laughs> Playing coy, Andrew, that's your style. Play those games, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't work, by the way. But how many times do you hear a player get drafted and say, I, I never met with them? I had no idea. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Pit, green, pressure up the middle, and they sack it. Lytle in trouble, and it was Kalijah Kansi that got there first to take him off balance. Kalijah Kansi met him at the point of attack. Here's Sam sacked. That is Kalijah Kansi. I don't play to, like, prove anyone else wrong. I just proved myself right. He is the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. He's a guy who may very well hear his name called eight days from now, round number one of the NFL Draft. Pitt defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi joins us on NFL Now. Kalijah, how's this whole pre-draft process treating you? Man, this process has been great to me, man. I'm having a great time. 
So every day on the show here, because we're, we're on every afternoon giving everyone the news here, count down the days to the draft, we lead the show with which players are visiting which teams, like Hendon Hooker's with the Giants today, C.J. Stroud is with the Falcons today. Kalijah, you and I were just talking off the air. How many visits have you gone on? I've had zero visits. Zero visits for the guy that's number 27 on Daniel Jeremiah's big board and a guy that a lot of people – think will be taken night number one why haven't you gone on any visits honestly that's a great question man i've, I've been asking around uh, i think it's i want to say it's a, it's a it's a good thing to not go on too many visits hopefully uh the, the teams have an, the answers that they need uh, uh the, the answers that they need the questions that they have they got answers to already so i'm hoping that that's the reason why uh, but it's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely nerve-wracking not, not going on any visits at all. Kalaja, I'll tell you, I, I think it's a good sign, honestly, because Mark Ross and I, one of our you know, former front office guys, former GM, we were just talking on air about you don't want teams to know sometimes who it is you really, really like. Like he says, don't look at who's visiting which team. Look at which teams aren't bringing certain players in. So maybe, Kalaja, the entire NFL doesn't want everyone else to know that they really do like you man i hope that's i hope that's the reason why i know this in this process uh it's kind of like it's always the the team that you you least suspect so i'm pretty sure guys are, are not trying to play their hand and, and not and not give 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 a heads up to everyone else because i'm pretty sure when you take visit it, it alerts everyone exactly. else so Exactly. We were joking. Sure. It's kind of like you, you see someone you like at the other other end of the bar. It's like, you know, I don't I don't want them to know that I really like them. Like we're going to we're going to slow play this and, and, you know, figure it out a little bit later. I, look, I, I don't know what there isn't to like. Kalaja, can we put up your 40 time here? Um, you at the combine when, when you were just blazing through the combine, you're over 280 pounds. And this is the second fastest time ever for a guy over 280 pounds at the combine you ran a 467 Kalijah at 281 um can you play wide receiver or tight end at the next level I can play tight end I can play running back I can play fullback I can play I can play everything I mean, dude, guys your size aren't supposed to move that fast, and people like to make comparisons. I honestly think sometimes this is unfair. I know Aaron Donald has been a little bit of a mentor for you. You guys are both similar size. You both went to Pitt. But it's like, oh, well, Kalijah went to Pitt. He knows Aaron Donald. He must be Aaron Donald. Is there anything from that where you want to go like, dude, pump the brakes? Yeah, that's something that I, I hear a lot. I mean, it's an honor to be recognized and looked at as a, a prototype of Aaron Donald. But honestly, I'm Kalijah Kansi and he's Aaron Donald. I'll never be him, man. And I'm just myself, man. And I want to thank him for everything he's told me up until this point. And him just being a, a I want to say, a hero and play, playing a big role into my, into my, my game. Um, I, I want to thank him a lot. He, he kind of paved the way for guys this side and I and I really I really believe that guys are side and he's a he's a, a a true a true testimony of it guys are side can play at the next level and dominate uh, yeah, you will. I, I know you retweeted something there from Dwight Freeney. You said, it's not about how tall you are. This isn't basketball. I'm not trying to, you know, grab rebounds or block shots or anything like that. I have natural low lev leverage. I can take advantage of the blocker. 
Dwight Freeney was, was known for his spin move. He played on the outside. You play more on the inside. You use your height to your advantage. Don't hold your height against you because you have that speed. Um, we have a message, by the way. I don't know if you've seen this, um, but, but someone grabbed a cell phone and did this in his car. Take a look. Hopefully you can fall and be with me with the Rams, man, and we make something happen. But anywhere, anywhere you go, man, I know you're gonna do your thing and hold it down and continue to take over, man. And um, you know, hell to pit, you know, you, you making us pit guys proud, man. And um, to see everything you accomplish and everything you're going to accomplish, man, it's it's, it's all a blessing. So take it all in, um, but don't slow down. It, it's just the beginning. Um, you got a lot more meat on the bone, man. So go get it. That is Aaron Donald sitting in his car. Um, the Rams pick 36, Kalijah. I don't know that you're going to be there 36. I, I doubt it, actually. But the chance of you and Aaron Donald, how about that? That'll be, that'll be awesome. I'll love to play next to Aaron Donald. Is it worth falling to 36 to play next to Aaron Donald? <laughs> It'll be worth it, 100%. Hey, man, I think you're going before that. But regardless, it would be cool to have you both here in Los Angeles. Kalaja, good luck to you. Eight days left, man. Can't wait to see where you end up. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Kalaja Kansi, everybody, from Pitt. Eight days away from night number one in Kansas City. We continue here on NFL Now on NFL Network by getting to a former first-round pick out of Miami. This is Tua Tungavailoa. We know his battle staying healthy last year. We know that he is doing everything he can in this offseason to stay healthy, to, to find ways to manage football better. He admitted moments ago that he contemplated retirement in the offseason. I considered it, um, you know, for, for a time, um, having sat down with my family, um, having sat down with my wife and having those kind of, kind of conversations. But uh, really, it, it would be hard for me to, to, to walk away from, from this game with, with how old I am, with, I mean, with my, my son, I I always dreamed of growing, you know, playing as long as I could to where my son knew exactly what, you know, he was watching his his dad do. And um yeah, I mean, it it's it's my health, it's my body, it, you know, and I I feel like this is what's best for me and 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 my family. So, I mean, I I love the game of football. You know, if I didn't, I would have quit a long time. Interesting there, Tua Tungvalu opening up and saying, Cam Wolf, Judy Batista, Cam, you're in the building there in Miami, saying that he did, yeah, talk about it with his family about hanging it up, but he, they, Cam, decided to come back and play what will be a fourth NFL season. Yeah, there's a lot of very real conversations that happened in his household, and the reality is that Tua decided this is what's best for his health, his family to keep playing. You heard him mention his son in that situation, wanting to play so that his son remembered him playing. You know, there's a lot of conversation on social media that always comes out about Tua and the hits, and why doesn't he retire? Why is that? I thought it was interesting that he said he talked to doctors and specialists that assured him that he would not have any more uh, risk for concussions or CTE 
starting in 2023 or beyond because he had the multiple concussions last year. The Dolphins have been adamant that he is their quarterback of the future. But it also was noteworthy that Dolphins GM Chris Greer said today about the Jalen Hurts contract, look, it does not move the needle for us until we have to do something. They picked up Tua's fifth-year option, but he admitted that there's going to be other quarterbacks who get an extension before Tua. They want to see Tua prove that he can be healthy. Tua has to prove that he can be healthy. But obviously, there's a lot of conversations that's going to be had about the fact that Tua made this decision for himself not to retire and continue to play. Well, I think this topic about whether Tua would retire is not a concern for right now, right? He has decided to come back. The question is what happens if he suffers another concussion at some point? Um, You know, that seed has been planted, and obviously that conversation was already had. And then you have to wonder if that ups the chances that he retires. Um, It's it's going to be a topic for him, unfortunately. And we know that uh, his durability, his health is going to be a topic probably for the rest of his career. It's also an incredibly important topic for the Miami Dolphins because everything they are doing, everything they have done this offseason hinges on Tua being on the field. We saw them last year. They are a playoff team. When Tua is healthy, he was playing like an MVP candidate before he got hurt. He is that good a player, but it all hinges on his ability to stay on the field. And now that he said um, that retirement was actually in the conversation with his family, I know he decided to come back now, but certainly that is now going to hover over everything going forward. And we appreciate the honesty and the vulnerability there. And sure, that is a conversation you should have with your family. This isn't like the Aaron Rodgers thing. I came out of the darkness and I was 90% retired. That's that's a lot different. This is a real conversation um, that I'm, I'm happy he opened up about. Now, that said, Chris Greer didn't open up much Cam earlier this morning, he opened up his pre-draft presser by saying, um, he used the word funnest, I know which is not really a word, but I'm going to quote him. He said, this is going to be the funnest press conference of the season where nobody says anything. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and to his word, he did not say much of anything. Uh, The Dolphins are not going to be a particularly big name team in this draft because they do not have a first round pick. In fact, they only have four picks overall. They got that first round pick docked in the investigation of tampering involving Tom Brady and Stephen Ross earlier this offseason. Um, but when you look at the Dolphins situation, there's a few things that came out of that press conference that were interesting. First, Chris Greer mentioned that um, they've been called from a few teams at the bottom of the first round to see if they'd be willing to trade up. And Chris Greer is always a guy who's known to trade. He's said no serious conversations, but if a guy fell to them in that spot at the right time, they would consider it. The second part of it is tight end is a big need for this team. Uh, Their assistant general manager, Marvin Allen, said this is the deepest tight end class in some time. And so they could be a a team we look at on day two, the second or third round, to potentially draft a tight end. And also Jalen Ramsey, who they traded for this year, will be essentially a draft pick for them. And Xavier Howard talked today about how he feels like for the first time since he's been a Dolphin, he feels like it can go far in the secondary with himself, with Jalen Ramsey, with Vic Fangio, is a big reason why. Chris Greer, being honest, which I appreciate, and that is I'm not going to tell you anything on the podium here, <laughs> at least not much, you know? It's just it's not going to happen. And if I do tell you something, it might be to, uh, to throw you off like teams wanting to trade with me or say there's a for sale sign. Hey, come get it. Either way, thank you, Camp. Thank you, Judy. You go into your shower feeling tired. 
But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I think the reaction has been universal here for Jalen Hurts. Happy for the guy that was a 53rd pick. Second round. A guy that played great college football at two different schools and then took a team to a Super Bowl just a couple of years later. Five years and $255 million. We've yet to get Philly guys' perspective, though, from Mark Ross, <laughs> former NFL front office guy. Mark, what's your perspective on this one? Man, he deserved that, Andrew, and it's a great deal for the Eagles and for Jalen Hurts. I think a lot gets lost in Jalen Hurts' ascension last year and improvement, which he should be applauded for, is that this guy is a unique figure in really college football and the NFL, where you start at Alabama, you SEC freshman of the year, you get benched, you go win a national championship, then you're all SEC again. Then you transfer it to another powerhouse in Oklahoma. All you do there is just completely produce second in the Heisman, all Big 12, sets all kinds of Oklahoma records. Rare leadership, rare work ethic, uh, rare, rare just aura that you have about you to do those certain things. And that's what you really is set Jalen Hurts apart is that this is a unique individual. Everyone talks about, let's do what the Eagles did. But this is a super unique individual who made it work and got better and made himself better. So. This is not really a blueprint. This is sort of a one-of-a-kind situation, yeah. Andrew, because he's a one-of-a-kind individual. When your hardest working guy and your highest character guy is also one of your best players, that is a blueprint to build that a helps. winning team. A guy that literally shows up, uh, not that it has everything to do with what kind of bag you have over your shoulder, with a briefcase every day. A, a real old man's briefcase to work in Philadelphia. There's a reason that guy got paid. Deserves it. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.